0: In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. It's nice to always be right, isn't it? It's nice to always know the exact right thing to say, the right time to say it. It's nice to always know what to expect. And to have those expectations met just as you had planned. And when everything does go our way, it can make us feel like we are king of the world. Like we have everything under control. Because you see, in my perfect world, I am always in control. I want to be in control of where I go, when I go, and how I get there. But as we all know, always being in control, always knowing exactly what direction our lives are gonna take, is really just a pipe dream. Just look around in our world right now. Just look at your own life. How many of us feel like we're actually in control of the situation? Sometimes it's hard to believe that anyone is actually running the show these days. It can be hard enough to try and predict and control our own lives. But what happens when we try to place this control on something even greater than ourselves? What happens when we try to predict and try to control God? This is precisely what Jesus is actually addressing this morning in this gospel reading we just heard. Because the reading that we we hear this morning actually picks up in the middle of this discourse that jesus is giving to a crowd that's gathered around him and Like most of the other crowds that jesus encounters in his ministry this one really has no idea who he is or what to expect from this self-proclaimed son of god but the whole passage that we hear is really kicked off by a question asked by John the Baptist just before our reading this morning begins. You remember John the Baptist, right? The bushy-bearded, camel-hair-wearing, locust-eating, slightly eccentric messenger of God. Because <laughs> by this time, John is in prison, and they will shortly be beheaded by Herod. But while John is in prison, he gets word about what Jesus is doing in the country. John the Baptist, who spent his entire life preparing the way for this coming Messiah, who he knew would be more powerful and mightier than anyone in the world. John gets word of how Jesus is going around the country proclaiming God's message. And he knows Jesus is saying a lot of nice things. But he's not really doing any of those powerful and mighty acts that he thinks the Messiah is supposed to be doing. The Romans are still oppressively ruling their nation. They're still poor and hungry people all over the land. So from prison, John sends his disciples to ask Jesus, Are you the one who's to come? Or are we to wait for another? You can almost hear the desperation and the disappointment in that question. I wonder what kind of expectations John had about Jesus. I mean, this was his entire life's purpose, to proclaim Jesus' coming. Was it all for nothing? In this crowd, which Jesus is addressing, this crowd who on one hand saw and knew all the stories about John the Baptist in his wild and crazy ways, they saw John get taken away and locked up by Herod. And now they're seeing Jesus, the Messiah, the Son of God himself, but he's not overthrowing the brutal and tyrannical regimes of their day. Instead, he's preaching this message of love and peace. And you know they're all thinking the same thing. How's this guy going to change the world by talking about love all the time? Where's his mighty army? At least John the Baptist put on a show when he was telling us to repent. This man can't be the Messiah. Because I know what the Messiah should look like. I know what the Messiah should do. So Jesus, in that way that only Jesus can do, probably shaking his head, smiles and asks the crowd, what am I going to do with you? You're like a bunch of kids bickering back and forth to each other. One tells the other to be happy, but they don't dance. Then one tells the other one to be sad, but they don't mourn. What is it that you're looking for? If you think you have God figured out, then what is it that you are expecting? And he reminds the crowd that John the Baptist didn't really eat or drink anything except for some locusts and honey, and everyone said that he had some demon. Jesus, on the other hand, loved to party He ate and drank with anyone, and they called him a glutton and a drunkard. What is it that you're expecting from God? You see, like that crowd, we all too often try to put God in the little box that we have made for God. It can be so very easy to try to keep our finger on God, trying to direct how and where God should act in our lives. But by doing so, we end up spending more time and effort on trying to control and make God fit into our lives that we really end up missing out on and seeing and experiencing how God is already working in us in the world around us. That's what Jesus means when he prays to his father thanking him for revealing all of God's works to the infants. Yes, he's talking about literal babies, but also those who approach and receive God as a child would, without any preconceived expectations, not always trying to be wise and intelligent and in control, as we adults often try to be. Instead, simply letting God be God, and opening our hearts and our minds to see and experience God already at work. Constantly trying to restrain God and constantly trying to show God only certain parts of our lives can be really hard and a very tiring endeavor and a lifetime spent hiding from and trying to keep God at a distance can take a pretty big toll on a person. But Jesus offers us a way out from this burden that we place on ourselves. The invitation that Jesus gives us to drop our guard, to drop our wise and intelligent excuses, and to learn from him will most certainly give rest to our souls. Could you see the yoke that Jesus offers us is not this yoke of oppression or of servitude, but instead it's a yoke that binds us to the eternal love of God. Through our baptisms, we are bound wholly and completely to Christ, joined both into his death on the cross and his resurrection to eternal life. We're free to live our lives no longer as wanderers in a sinful world, but as very members of Christ's body here on earth. Beacons of God's love and God's hope in a world that all too often has forgotten what it's like to love like a child. All we have to do is let God Be God. It's not always easy to hand over control. It's not always easy to admit that we don't always have the right answers. And it's really not always easy to open our hearts and expose our deepest hopes and fears to God. But that's exactly the gift that Jesus offers to each and every one of us. Jesus offers us all his yoke of love. Take it. Live into it. And find rest for your soul.